Welcome to another episode of From Impossible to Inevitable. I am your host, Megan Bauer. I am so grateful that you pushed play today and that you are joining me for the last of my three lessons series. <laughs> um, a couple of episodes ago, I started with three lessons that I have learned from my three-year-old or three things I've learned from my three-year-old. And then last week I followed it up with three things I've learned with from my nine-year-old. And today I have a last one for you. Before I jump in, I want to remind you that if you are listening on a podcast platform, you can watch this episode on YouTube. And there's a link to that in the show notes if you are interested. Okay, today I have three things I've learned from my dog. <laughs> so right now I have a German Shepherd. She is super pretty, super, super sweet, very loyal, very protective. Um, she is five now. She just had her fifth birthday and I love her. She is a great companion. Um, I've previously had a Chihuahua, which is a Chihuahua Dachshund mix and a full-bred Chihuahua. So she is quite a bit bigger than my previous dogs. Um, and I, I love her so much and the girls love her too. One of the things that I have learned from her as well as my other two dogs is to enjoy the sun. I feel like, at least for me, I get so wrapped up in the doing this, doing that, going here, getting this done, blah, 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 that I forget to just step outside, feel the sun on my face, and take a few minutes to just enjoy the sun. My Chihuahua and my Chihuahua would often be found, you know, laying on the floor in the living room or wherever the sun was hitting just soaking it up, just enjoying the moment, and just really loving that warmth. Um, in our previous house, we had a glass door, like a storm door in between, you know, we had the real door and then a storm door. And I would open up the door and let the, the sunlight flood in, and I'd put their little beds right there by the storm door so that they could just soak up the sun. And from those dogs, I have learned to really be a sun seeker is what I call it. I love finding those patches of sun um, within the house or if it's not cold outside, I'll go outside and just stand there or sit there and just close my eyes and feel the sun on my body. And it feels so, so good. Over the winter, we had a long, long winter and in the in the afternoons, late afternoons, the sun would pour in through our living room window and I would just lay on the floor and stretch out and just enjoy the sun on my face. And I love that so, so much. Um, I love to feel that sun. And I feel like I really learned that from the dogs to seek the sun and just let myself have a few moments to simply enjoy it. All right, another thing I have learned um, from my dog. My German Shepherd's name is Luna. One thing I've learned from her is to give myself permission to get excited. 
I feel like a lot of times I'll kind of rein myself in, you know, I won't let myself get crazy excited even if I feel it on the inside, I'm just like, ah, because the dog, Luna, she doesn't rein anything in. If she's excited, she is full blown in your face excited. If she's happy to see you, she is so excited you're there and she just gets, she just lets it go. She just lets herself feel all of the excitement and doesn't hold anything back. I love that. We temper ourselves a lot. I, I, there's probably various reasons why we temper ourselves. Maybe we temper ourselves because, you know, we don't want others to think we're over the top or whatever, whatever judgments we're afraid of. Um, or maybe we temper ourselves because we don't want to get too excited because we don't want the disappointment or the letdown or blah, 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 whatever. Whatever the reason is that we temper ourselves, it's a buzzkill. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> we, we can give ourselves permission to just be excited. And I want to expand this too, to just give ourselves permission to feel whatever it is we're feeling. If we're feeling so happy to the point of tears, just own that. Sometimes I, I, a lot of the times when I feel so happy to the point of tears, instead of going to like the embarrassed place, I'll just announce it. I'll just put it out there. I'll say, I'm going to go cry about it. And then maybe I'll walk away or maybe I'll just stand there and be like, I'm going to cry about it. And then I'll just cry about it. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes the actual announcement <laughs> kind of reins it in a little bit and I don't cry about it. But I'm saying it's a great thing when we give ourselves permission to just feel whatever it is we're feeling. If we're feeling sad, just feel sad. Just let yourself feel it. Know that you're not going to feel sad forever. And then you just ride the wave. Um, but... Luna doesn't get sad too often. She was kind of sad when we lost our Chowini because they she grew up with her. Um, and she was mopey for a little bit, you know, but for the most part, it's really her excitement. She gets so excited and she gets in your face and she wants to, to know that she that she loves you and that she's so happy that you're together or that you're awake. <laughs> Whatever it is, she lets herself feel the excitement and she lets herself share it for better or for worse. You know, she is one of those dogs that will jump up on you. And as much as I hate that and we try to train it out of her, there's something about the unbridled excitement that I love. All right. This is my, my last and most favorite thing about Luna. She, um, one of our favorite ways to exercise her is to kick a ball for her. So they actually make these little soccer balls for dogs and it has a bunch of like tags on it and stuff so that she, that she can bite and grab. Um, we don't let her chew on it, but we kick this ball for her and she goes and she gets it and she brings it back and we kick it and she goes and gets it and brings it back. However, she will play soccer with you to an extent. I mean, she has a dog, so she doesn't understand rules and fouls and not biting ankles and stuff like that. However, if you try to go play soccer with her, so you're trying to keep the ball from her, you're actively on the field, quote unquote, with her, 
She goes all after it, holds nothing back, and she she goes after what she wants relentlessly. She doesn't care if she gets kicked in the face, which happens sometimes when you're trying to play kind of a keep away situation with a dog. Um, she doesn't care if she gets paws stepped on. She doesn't care if she accidentally bites your ankle. She doesn't care if she's tired. She doesn't care if she's thirsty. She doesn't, she is going after what she wants. Her eyes are on the prize, relentless. She's locked in. This is what she wants. All other things do not matter. I love kicking the ball for her when I know she's already tired, she's already exhausted because it's like a compulsion almost. I kick that soccer ball and she is off. She has to get it. It is hers, even when there's no competition. But when there is competition, when there is potential to be hurt or pushed out of the way or shoved aside or blocked or any other barriers that are put up, she doesn't care. She finds a way around. She finds a way between. She figures out how to get that ball because it is what she wants. And she has such a tenacity about it that I love watching her because nothing else matters. Nothing else. I love this lesson from her because, like I said, we can be so tempered and so timid. And when there's something that we want, we can go after it with tenacity. And most of the time, whatever it is that we want won't involve just getting any sort of risk of getting kicked in the face physically. Maybe like on a metaphorical level, we can feel like we're getting kicked in the face over and over again. But if you're going after what you want, there's a way around, there's a way between, there's a way. Maybe you bite the wrong thing. <laughs> Maybe you get stepped on a little bit. But at the end of the day, Whenever she played that soccer, that version of soccer with someone, she always ended up with the ball. Always, always, always. No matter how hard we try to keep the ball away from her, she was faster, stronger, more persistent. We were more scared of getting bitten on accident. Of course, she's not vicious at all. If you tried to, I mean, I'm sure if there was an intruder, she would certainly become very vicious, but she is not malicious. She's not out for blood. She just wants the ball. <laughs> and if your ankle gets in the way of that, then sorry. <laughs> so it's our timidness that makes us lose. And she always wins. She always gets that ball. And if we employ even a fraction of that tenacity in our lives, that willingness to be kicked in the face, or that willingness to be stepped on, or that willingness to be bit, we will win more. Isn't that a great lesson? I love her. I love kicking the ball for her. I think it's so fun. I love watching her run after it. I love how she gets so excited about it when it's time to kick the ball. I love seeing her drop dead exhausted at home. Like when she comes inside, she'll lay right on an air vent and she is so tired and so hot and feels so overworked. But it is so much fun because she loves it so much. What if we let ourselves love things that much? 
like love doing things. What if we let ourselves love doing things that much that we made it a non-negotiable? Maybe this is like a bonus number four that I didn't even think about it. Like for her, for Luna, kicking the ball is kind of like a non-negotiable pillar of her day. She doesn't care if there's three feet of snow outside. She doesn't care if it's raining. She doesn't care if it is 100 degrees. When it hits six o'clock at night, she wants that ball. She wants it kicked and she wants to go chase it. And it's Jake and I that are like, no, it's nine degrees outside. I am not kicking a ball for you. Or no, it is pouring rain. I am not kicking a ball for you. It's us that are just like, sorry, dog. I love you and no. <laughs> but what if we let ourselves make those non-negotiables for things that we love so much? Like, I don't care that it's nine degrees outside. I want to do this or I want this. And just let yourself, just let yourself hold ourselves so back, back so much. And I feel like dogs, they don't. They don't hold back. They don't hold back how much they love you. They don't hold back when they want to take a nap. They don't hold back when somebody's at the door and they're barking and going off and you're yelling at them. They don't hold back. We hold back so, so much. And sometimes it's good, you know, bridle some passions, sure. And sometimes it's to our detriment. Sometimes... We don't let ourselves be excited. We don't let ourselves fully love. We don't let ourselves take a nap. We don't let ourselves love what we love and make it a non-negotiable in our lives. I heard this quote once. Um, I'm fairly certain it's from Jen Sincero. I think, and she said, it's people who prioritize enjoying life who actually end up enjoying life. <laughs> The rest of us who don't prioritize enjoying life don't enjoy life as much. Isn't that such an interesting idea? Those of us who prioritize enjoying life end up enjoying life. There you go. Whoever's around you in your life, whether you have kids or animals or your friends have animals or your friends or parents, siblings, whoever is around you in your life, they are an example of something that you can use to better your own life. Look for those little nuggets of wisdom, whether it's taking a cat nap every day at 1.30 or, you know, treating yourself to a special drink once a week or whatever it is. There are people in your life who are examples to you on how to be more of who you want to be or enjoy life more or just improve in whatever way you're looking to improve. And maybe you kind of go back, you know, reverse engineer it. Think about a way that you want to live your life, a way that you want to be, a person you want to be, and then look at people who do that thing or are that thing or whatever and figure out what is, it, what is it that they are prioritizing in their life? What is it that they are living? What um, kind of principles are they living by that I can implement in my life that will lead me to living that way or being that way? 
you can kind of reverse engineer it because there's clues all around you. There are examples all around you. And sure, there's examples of the opposite too. I could definitely do a series of three things I've learned not to do from my kids or from my dog. That doesn't seem as fun. <laughs> so I don't know that I'll go down that road. But you could look at things that way if that's how your brain works. I know all of our brains work a little differently. Um, so if you've got to look at look for the negative in order to find the positive, you do you. But it's all there for you is what I'm saying. <laughs> all right. I That's it. That's all I've got for you today. I'll be back with a, another episode for you next week. And in the meantime, I hope you have a great day. And I wish you all of the very sparkly, sparkliest of things.